0: Welcome to Stars and Cards for the Homeward Healer, a monthly podcast about how reading the Stars and Cards brings us back home to ourselves in everyday meaningful ways.
1: I'm Jenny, a heart-centered tarot reader and homecoming coach.
0: And I'm Shadi, a traditional astrologer and intuitive healer.
1: Thank you so much for joining us as we delve into each month's energies through the insights of tarot and astrology as guiding tools for our life. Come join us for a cup of tea while we chat about life through the wisdom of the stars and the cards.
0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to our podcast. Um, We are going to be talking about Pisces season today. And before we get into it, we wanted to just do a little recap of Aquarius season, how it kind of unfolded for us. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that podcast episode, our very first one, actually, um, have a listen. And um, yeah, hi, Jenny. Hi, hi, Shadi. How are you? I'm all right. All I'm right. all right. How are you? Yeah.
1: Yeah, we're we we were just talking before. We got we're funny that way, weren't we? We were just getting into stuff and then we realized maybe we should record this. <laughs> <laughs> But uh yeah, we thought we would um maybe share a little bit about Aquarius season which is cool cuz Shadi was saying that there's actually a huge amount of Aquarius energy still going on.
0: So yeah, essentially um we are so when the sun enters Pisces on um well it's late in the evening here on the 18th and it's the 19th for you and other parts of the world. The sun is there um but we have still have Mercury Mars, Venus, Pluto, um they're all in there. Predominant aquarius energy for sure. So, an extension of basically a lot of the things we talked about last month mm-hmm. are still carrying. Um just with a little difference that the sun in pisces is going to be less sort of cerebral. Um yeah. And- less cerebral energies, and more emotional energies. So we're, we're shifting a little bit. So a lot of the things that we talked about are going to be less at the level of mind and now entering the level of body and spirit. And so obviously, um, this opens the door for a lot of healing and rejuvenating regenerating in this particular month mm-hmm. um, so that really gets highlighted so I for me I felt like Aquarius season was intense is, is a way of putting it um I felt, I felt like intense. It,
1: it just, <laughs> yeah I feel
0: like i was just thrust in um yes. <laughs> all the things that I've been talking about for like the last bunch of months and I felt like I, I just got thrown into it what, what was your experience like in yeah last- that was
1: the same like exactly like that like I think What you were saying, what's cool is that Aquarius is actually associated with a lot of air tarot, air stuff. So it is that thinking, the communities are communicating, our our beliefs are. And then so we're thinking about, you know, how we're healing. What what does work for us? What doesn't work for us? We're doing all those sort of things. What does feel nourishing? And then this is more like we're going to have to trust our emotional realm and your intuition and like really feeling into it. So it's going to be really interesting to see, but I found Aquarius season, like almost I was forced to figure out what the foundational things are for me that are going to have the most impact. Like I felt, I felt itchy in my own skin. I felt <laughs> like, I don't know if you know what I mean by that, but like this, what, with what wasn't working and it was a really round my thinking around what wasn't working. And now I'm like, okay, <laughs> fine so a lot of stuff's had to like even be adjusted or released or you know like yeah. I think I feel more clear about what the foundations and, and what the most important thing is or what more yeah. you know at this time but and what my resource how resourced I am and I think the thing that kept coming up to me was what's enough yeah what about you
0: yeah I think everything you said and just that reality check that Aquarius brings that makes me so uncomfortable as a Cancer. <laughs> sun yeah. and um you know you're a cancer rising and i think some of us with a lot of water energy i find aquarius can be really harsh and i wrote it in my blog um mm-hmm. on patreon a bit um about how it makes me it's it's a very f- uh future forward energy so um some of us if, if we're not comfortable with change and with, with um uh because it's not about daydreaming it's very much a very reality well, yeah. Yeah. version of the future yeah. and so it's not like pisces where pisces offers a little bit of softness in how we imagine possibilities mm-hmm. um aquarius is like nope we're gonna move right into radical possibilities like yeah. let's not yeah. dilly dally let's no go sugarcoating <laughs> <laughs> really we're gonna have to contend with this energy i mean i don't know for what really in the age of aquarius but i definitely know with Pluto there for 20 years mm-hmm. we there's no way around avoiding this energy at all. It'll it's just going to be in the backdrop. So, what does the future look like? Um, just all the themes of that we've been seeing around like collective liberation and um, uh, humanitarianism. And you know, it's not lost on me that we're recording this episode um, the day after um, major aggression assault um, by Israel. Um, onto Rafat, which is one of the last so-called safe zones in in Gaza and in, in the Gaza Strip. And so, um, you know, it was just very surreal to be um, knowing that there was a big sort of American event, like, you know, the Super Bowl happening, such an Aquarius moment, like it was so Pluto and Aquarius, like, wake the fuck up. Our podcast is so much about personal healing and also connected to collective healing we heal so we can heal each other we heal ourselves to be um you know truer versions of ourselves healed versions of ourselves to offer that healed energy back into the world so it's all tied together and we can't not talk about um something as uh, horrific as a genocide um while being on this podcast and, uh, you know, especially when we're talking about Aquarius season and Pisces season and uh, Pisces is is like uh, the compassionate healer being in service to the collective. It's the ultimate um, uh, symbol of care. I, I want to just highlight that um, this kind of push pull right now between um, Aquarius and Pisces Because there are predominating Pisces energies as well, because Neptune's there, it's been there since 2011, and Saturn's been there since last year. So with the sun there, you know, there's this like Pisces and Aquarius moment happening. So it's like um, restriction, expansion, um, this push-pull around, this tension around um, feeling and 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 logic and in in what are we actually going to do? What are we doing with these feelings? We're going to heal. How are we actually going to heal? So where we want to be and what's keeping us from getting there? How are we going to get there? The, these two energies are are really they can they have can have a good synergy together, right? Just, not just for our own personal lives, but out into the world. You know, what do we do with all this, this anger and grief? And, and all the feelings we're having about what's happening. Um, not, you know, not just this genocide, but just in general with everything in the world, right? Like our own, just in our own backyards, what's going on in our own cities, state of homelessness is like, houselessness is really, really bad right now everywhere. People are having a hard time, food insecurity is at an all time high. So w- how are we taking action? And Aquarius is like, I'm here. And Pisces is like, I care.
1: I think what happens, what well, we know this, is that it can feel very overwhelming, hopeless. Um, what's our role? And I think if we tap into these um energies around what's, this is what we're being shown. If we're paying, so first of all, being a witness and paying attention is and not looking away and not trying to twist the narrative so it makes sense and makes you comfortable but sitting with what is true this is true this is what we're seeing this is what's happening whatever that situation might be and then feeling into that what's my role in this what can I do and I think it's that second part is what we're really needing yeah and also remembering that it all matters that our role will everyone's role will be different. Everyone will have a different skill set, different capacity, different uh perspective, different connections, different community. And it, it all matters. And I think that what's something we need to like sort of put down in this is this almost like uh outrage Olympics. Like yeah. it doesn't do us any good to just and and the criticisms of people trying you know and trying and speaking as maybe not perfectly maybe not completely but trying um and looking at the issues and not looking at each other to like you know argue and and fight and like criticize what's the best best way to be radical and to be you know in community and I think that's it's that what's here for us what's true Aquarius season is showing us we know you know and what you said really stuck with me the end of you know, celebrity or the dying of celebrity. Holy moly. Like right now, holy moly.
0: When I said that like a couple of years ago and I was like, it's going to decline. And people were like, how? We never know how these energies are going to mirror things. And and um, we're seeing almost the ridiculousness of celebrity at this yes. point when you juxtapose it to what's going on because both are on our screens, right? So now it's like celebrities on your screen, this horror, um, like a genocide is on your screen. You're like literally live stream. I think a lot of the message for this month on a personal level and as well on a collective level is like just being present is, is is really crucial just to be present. As you said, with what the feelings are and what is Mm -hmm. because of the pull of the restrictions of Saturn and the, and the expansion of Jupiter so much stretching here that's happening like so
1: uncomfortable so what do we feel where do we feel ourselves pulled into numbing ignoring um you know hiding pretending things like that which are totally valid (laughs) feelings to have but it is that stretching of staying with what is and being really present and the, the tarot you know associated with this season as well is very much of that that ilk so, and
0: talk about that a little, like, I'm curious. Um, mm-hmm. oh, you're me- going to love it. <laughs> you're going to love it.
1: <laughs> <So, laughs> Shadi and I have just gone through a, a moon hermit year in 2023. And um, and Shadi has a birth card in tarot of, of the hermit. <laughs> so she's familiar with these these this sort of discomfort in this thing, but I think a lot of it is to do, it's around navigating as well, sort of murky unknown times and the emotions and stuff that comes up with that can be really challenging because discomfort brings like out a lot of sort of nervous system needs and anxiety soothing needs and things like that. Otherwise we can just get spiral, you know, or downward spiral, whatever whichever way you go with with your spirals. <laughs> um, what's really cool, though, is that the whole point of this energy is as much, we're not meant to know everything. We're not meant to see it all and know it all. But we, we always have choice in what's available to us. And we always have a next step, best choice, which is very Hermit. And when you pair the two together, because numerologically the moon and the Hermit are, are supports for each other, that's beautiful because you're you're walking the moonlit not landscape, which is unknown and weird, and just, things don't look like they're supposed to look, and it's it's uncomfortable. We can't see very far, and then you've got this hermit energy, which is like, hold on, we're gonna be okay. I've got my lantern, <laughs> I can see right here. I'm gonna just look for my next best step, my next best choice, and I'm gonna stay with myself and trust myself and my intuition to know which step, which which path to take, which step to go what's next so the hermit has that sort of association with like if you're doing a you know when people go on like religious journeys and they like a yeah pilgrimage and it's that like it's the journey and is it it's not the place that they're going to necessarily that is the main thing it's like the journey they take to get to that place and that's what the hermit is. It's saying, stay with ourselves in this journey, in this next, you know, what's what's available to us in this moment right here. And, and that is the holy walk, is staying with ourselves and trusting each step of the way.
0: It's like, mm-hmm. it's, it's there that we're able to redefine and like what... Um, our perception of things redefine like our understanding of, for example, what like abundance is in our life or what's
1: enough. Yes.
0: Of what actually is true because, you know, and what is actually related to our expectations or internalized societal demands or whatever have you, because like, you know, in many ways we get trapped in a way of thinking about stuff. Like, so, you know, even I think for myself, I'm like, how do I define success with this work, with my business, whatever have you. Right. And it's, 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 it's a perception that I have. Right. And so where does one get the time to, to actually sit back, redefine those moments of stillness, the being present when you're constantly thinking so far ahead, um, and you're just like, it's like, there's no alignment there. You're, you're not here. You're not actually gathering in your energy to go, let me, you know, mind, body, spirit, like, let me, let me what feels right. Because we constantly, I think that's another thing, like Pisces, understanding the flow of things. And, and just because you and I were saying you and I were both really, um, I mean, I can say I was an overachiever. I worked really hard all the time. Like, max to the max all all with everything I did and then you know I'm 45 now and there's a level of I did, there's no other word for it people say burnout but it's like I think partly was burnout you know both you I have some chronic health conditions that flare up and things and I think it was a lot of those years of um, mm-hmm. not caring for our bodies or, or things were not in alignment Um, however it's still hard to to go to not feel like I'm not doing the most, um, but understanding that this is the capacity right now, and it's perfectly all right. That's Pisces, compassionate. This is it's it's all right where you're at. You know, get out of that Aquarian headspace a little bit to check in with where you are. Yeah, because you know, and and Aquarius is cool that way too because it wants you to be well. It wants a future that's that's well. You know, how do you make progress if you're unwell? Um, uh, but you, you know, you got to bring those in together because no energies in the Zodiac, none of these, none of the things you and I talk about are to stand alone. Like the perfect, you don't have the perfect card. You no. don't have <laughs> fine. They all have shadows. There's like good and bad to them all. Right. And so. Yeah.
1: And they influence yeah. each other as well. They they influence each other. That's why it's so important. If you are really interested in astrology and have a reading done especially by someone like Shadi, um, <laughs> who, because like, it, sure, yeah, I mean, yeah it, but it makes such a big, big difference because you understand then my Aquarius is going to feel maybe very, like the themes are there, but what my own personal Aquarius is going to feel very different to your personal Aquarius, um, and then we're working within a global Aquarius, you know, era of, of Aquarius, so they, it all matters, doesn't it? Um <laughs> Yeah. And I love that you were mentioning about that connection, mental and inner connection, because the, there's also the Knight of Cups, which works really well with this season because it's a, it's an, a, you know, the air nights um air and cups is water. So there's, a, it's a quality of moving it's so Knights are to do with movement and it's how, so what Knight of Cups is asking us in this season is to, like the quality of our movement being really intentional, which makes sense when you think about the moon and the hermit the hermit in particular that very intentional choice movement assessment taking the next best step trusting our judgment and our intuition um but there's also a, the knight of cups is asking us to move with our intuition mm. so yeah move but move from you know your heart from from your intuition from your from your sort of inner landscape as well so checking in with that is going to be really important I love that you've got the Hermit as your card too, because that's a Virgo, <laughs> a Virgo
0: card. I was asking, I was like, it sounds very Virgo-esque. As <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but Virgo, you know, interestingly is the pol- It's the uh, polarity of Virgo and Pisces. Virgo opposes Pisces and oh, they're both, yeah, they're both actually healing, you know, they're healing signs. Um, they're in healing. Both of them love to be in healing service. Mm-hmm. So I think that like, there's that, um, level of they work really well together so um again going back into that um the healing um, the healing um potential of this month this this zodiac month is 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 pretty huge and i think the thing about it is again the little um Energy there, there is a reminder. You know, ruled by Saturn. There's a reminder of like, what are we committing to with our healing, and um, I you know, how in what ways are we gonna you know, buckling down and making it an actual thing? Because Pisces, the sun, the sun entering Pisces and Pisces being ruled by Jupiter, traditional ruler of course. Um, we look at where Jupiter is currently in the sky, and it's in Taurus. So again, I think there's a lot of themes around, um. So not just committing, but what are we committing to? Like, what's what's tangibly going to happen? It's really wonderful to talk about healing in an abstract way, but Jupiter in Taurus is like, how is this going to be tangible? Like, are we, um, what steps are we taking? What's the foundation going to look like? And there's a lot of themes around stability, security, and safety coming up as we see in the world, um, not just with, like, um, you know, this genocide very there's various genocides going on um and like just literal safety of people's bodies being safe very Taurus
1: mm-hmm. um
0: and uh you know and also just like everywhere like in terms of security finances like we're living in a it's it's that Uranus and Taurus um with Jupiter there just really um lighting things up for us around those themes so this may feel a bit like um kind of pondering those things and again remembering as you said like that idea of being present being in that hermit space to say this feels really fucking uncomfortable yes yeah, same um, with
1: the discomfort uh-huh
0: gonna take rash action right because that's when we get into trouble and that's one of the things i'm always working with clients and i'm sure you do too is this idea that if we know the energies and what's being activated then we're better able to make favorable decisions not saying you're going to all of a sudden come into money or things are going to be good. But for example, when you go to the grocery store, like just to make this very tangible, but like, so I'm like a very impulsive shopper. I also think that's my ADHD as well, but like, I'll go in, Oh, I'm going to make this recipe as I'm walking down the aisles, like something pops into my head and I start grabbing all this shit that will (laughs) and not get used waste of food and and groceries are no joke right now with with how much they cost so just being deliberate Saturn's like restriction but it's also about um being deliberate it's about like committing to the long haul so it's how we're perceiving it how am I committing to my well-being in the long run how am I committing like and so that that theme of sorry to go on this tangent but it's about 10 It's, it's Taurus reminding us what, what, like, what are you actually doing? Like what's happening?
1: Yeah. And it's interesting too, because the association for Jupiter is the wheel of fortune, which is also, um, and if it's in Taurus, this is cool because the wheel of fortune for me is about staying centered and like, again, knowing that there's stuff going on behind the scenes that you don't necessarily need to know. Um, but how, what are your grounding practices and I think Taurus is very much also asking us to get pretty grounded. Even though Wheel of Fortune is linked to like a fire sort of energy. Um, there's like that, I always love the analogy of like, instead of being whipped around the outside of the wheel, how what practices do we need to stay very centered in the middle? And that is, like you said, that Saturn sort of, if we reframe Saturn as being around diligence and um, being deliberate and being very like, maybe cautious but but for a purpose (laughs) around expending energy expending time expending money like what kind of we are resources and really getting clear on what we need and so therefore what resources are available to us and therefore how am I going to keep myself really grounded in that so I'm not getting whipped around the outside of it all
0: oh that's such that's really brilliant um I always get. I'm always like Wheel of Fortune. What are you all about?
1: <laughs> I know. I I know that's a that's a lesson from. So I did a lot of learning with Lindsay Mack, and that's one of her. That's one of the things. Cards that really stuck with me was her interpretation of Wheel of Fortune, because it sometimes it's about like good luck and stuff like that, but it's not. It's about how you, how you, stay centered in your own life so that. It's almost like not creating your own luck, but that kind of staying with yourself. You know what I mean? Like it's rather than being, yeah, whipped around. I always love that analogy. She talks about that. Instead of going on the outside of the wheel, it's like get yourself right back to that center. What are those practices for you?
0: Mm -hmm. It's interesting because like, I think um, a lot of times in the new age way of talking about like money healing and just healing in general, there's this of like, simplification of things and I think that um we can't do that because because then we actually miss out on the magic of the of of possibilities that sometimes require us to restrict and I think again perhaps because I'm a Saturnian and I'm biased like I know that moon in Capricorn but I, I like I understand the importance of restriction I really do and 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 because I think there's possibilities there that are, are there's a potential for possibilities within restriction, within the confines um, that sometimes expansion is, is too much. So, you, you know, this idea that money comes and goes and money flows and yes, it's true. Money does come and go. And sometimes money's not coming. And so that's okay. It doesn't mean that it's not gonna, you know, but you also need to have some awareness and diligence around, where things are at. So I'm just using me as an example because you know, again, the themes of 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 Taurus. Um, but I I I think that this can this can relate to a lot of other things. I think that the the one of the messages of this month for me, again, looking at all the different planetary connections and aspects, it's really about baby steps. You know, I I'm not a very active person, and again, Taurus reminding me to get into my body. Those, the very importance of, of those of us who are more cerebral or more um, spiritual, like gotta get, gotta get, get back here into the body. And it was like, just go for a walk, go for a walk for 15 minutes, go for a walk. You don't have to pack it up and go to the gym. You don't have to, what are these baby steps that we do? Right.
1: Yeah. Keep it simple.
0: And so what does baby steps look like for other people, for yeah. yours you know this month remembering that healing is incremental remembering that you know there is a virgo new um uh, new moon um full moon sorry that's going to be coming up on actually on february 24 and um you know opposing that that sun in pisces and reminding us that healing lies in the details again you said it's connected to hermit but you know i don't know how that ties in but there is this idea that the details actually matter the bigger Mm -hmm. picture too but so do those everyday little things
1: yeah our everyday things like i always talk about this this is one of my big sort of pillars of my coaching work is working with folks around um reframing our every like our everyday I love habit work so I've always done a bit of habit work with and that's sort of um one of the things I do with a lot of folks around that with with the tarot information that we have around the person's um sort of tarot links but it's about what are our everyday things that we do because the amount of time the things the percentage of time we spend in our life is on our everyday routines and habits and that is where there's real potential for shifts and pivots and change and magic because if you're approaching them in a slightly different way if you're questioning them if you're looking at them for how they benefit you or don't benefit you if you're looking at where there can be some small changes people dismiss that because it sounds so simple but one of my favorite sayings and i use it in my classroom as well when i was a teacher was like as the kiss kiss keep it simple sweetheart
0: you know, it's amazing. I will say how much my attitude and my energy has shifted since I started walking. Um, again, we do not undermine like those little the baby steps, as you said. Like, um, it's those things that then lead to you know people be like, I'm gonna train for a marathon. Well, like that's great. Um, and also, and I when I say people, that's myself because I did try to do that one time and I can't even run. So I mean, God, I don't know what I was thinking, but. <laughs> But it's like, you know, I'm all like, I'm all in. And then it like, it falls apart. Like, you know, and I'm just like, shoddy, the baby steps, just get it in there. Um, and I think that is a big thing this month. There is such a big healing theme during Pisces. There is a Pisces new moon on March um, 10th. And I think that is a great, because it's just like almost a week before the sun enters Aries. And I think. Aries season is going to be dynamic. We have a lunar eclipse that month, Um, uh, sorry, in that season. And so we just want, it's going to be fast moving. That's how I feel. And oh, use, this time. <laughs> use this time. This season is really important. And, 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 and it's been a whole ass last four months of like, just um, re- like, just questioning so much around um, our world. These times are feeling they're weighing on us and we want to make sure we're taking care because if we do also want to show up for each other that we can't, if we're not, we're not well, even if our motivation is, is to give back to others. And again, I'm speaking to myself, but it's like, how am I taking care of myself and operating yeah. ends? Um, You know, how, how is my household okay? How am I okay? How, and then how is everyone else okay? We can't mm-hmm. do it without, without that. And that's a big message this month as well to the activists, to the healers, everyone who's giving so much of themselves out there. It's like, this is this is the month to sit with that discomfort because a lot of us want to run away from that discomfort by, you know, doing outward things and other. In th- and, and we have to come home, as you always remind me.
1: Me too. Um, and I just realized your baby steps comment is the hermit. That's just-, <laughs> <laughs> just like, it's like one step, pause, one step, pause, make a choice. And I think as well to remind ourselves when we take, when we slow everything down, when we're intentional with what we're doing and we're keeping ourselves in the center of the wheel, when we're like, there is, that's where we will. And if we take that time and opportunity to do that is where we'll know deeply how much more resourced how resourced we are and I'm not saying like there is a real lack in a lot of things we know this this you know this the systems at play are designed to make us feel and actually experience lack and um not enoughness and all that sort of thing so that we're constantly more 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 but one of the things we can divest from that is being very intentional about awareness of how resourced we are already And that is things like having access to going for a walk or instead of like training and needing every single, like the newest, you know, kit to kit yourself out with to go to become a marathon runner, or do we just go for a 15 minute walk and get like the benefit from it? And I think that is when we know how much, how resourced we are, when we start to see that a bit more, we are much more able to help outwardly as well and to contribute more to our communities, to our like and just as a simple thing, right? But I I'm very proud of my son for this as well. But he we started litter picking right in our neighborhood. And this seems silly, but it's like we have we I know but in the bigger scheme, but I think he's nine, he's now he's seeing why do people litter? What happens with the litter? Where does the litter go? Why don't more people do this? And like, there's a couple people in our neighborhood, quite a few that do do it, and so there's become a network of this support. And like, oh, I've got spare bags. Do you need more bags? Like, it's just for him. It's opening up activism in an active way, like contri- like community contribution in an active way. And it's because we were we're re- recognizing we've got the time to do it. You know, we're resourced with time in in that area. So what are we going to do with that? We've got the bags you know we've got the picky things we can afford to do that like what you know what I mean so it's kind of like when you're feeling that resource you automatically start looking at how most people (laughs) start looking at how can we apply this outwardly if we have enough
0: or at least if you're not thinking about that this would be a great month to think about Think about that there's so much also this season about um, taking care of each other um, and it doesn't have to be activism you know it, not everyone is comfortable with that and I get that it's not for everybody um, but there's like you know there's like are you checking in on the elders in your neighborhood or like things like that like like yeah. like or people in your life are you you know um, whatever like you know yeah. what I mean Auntie yeah. Because we've also, those are all those things, all again, incremental baby steps. We all contribute in whatever ways we can. And Pisces season is about that. How are we in service in a way that, you know, um, there's always a way that's possible. Pisces season for sure also helps us find the community too because it's this thing when you're doing your inner work and when you're also in service you start to find others that are similar and aligned in their values which again is very Aquarius so it's been it's it's really a time I think of like I know it's been hard and discombobulating for a lot of my clients and um around like who are the people that I'm connecting with like who are what's a lot of deep questions around people you love and care about and how do you hold compassion where your values don't align or, mm-hmm. or, or do you part ways or what do you have these tough conversations? But what I know is this push pull that we began this whole episode with, Yeah, this is with us. It's going to be with us for a long time, not just this season. So this is the season though too sit with that discomfort, at least acknowledge it, if we're not going to do anything about it, but acknowledging it is pretty big. And just saying, I'm not sure about my community of people, even Mm -hmm. saying that out loud is really big, right? Or, or, or I want to be more in service, how can I be like, just even generally planting that seed this month, Mm -hmm. and you will kind of unfold for yourself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I was gonna say, and if you like, there's clues too, right, so if you're asking that question and aren't sure where to look, your birth chart's probably a fairly, a pretty good like place to start. And I know like using tarot as a, an indicator and using your birth card and, and things associated with that is a really good way to sort of ha- find the breadcrumbs. If you're feeling really lost around what is, what is it for me to do and how I'm gonna do it, then there are tools like sort of more intuitive tools to use to help, to help folks with that as well isn't there.
0: Amazing. Um, there's so much to talk about this month. But I will say, folks listening and tuning in, that, um, you know, I, um, on my Patreon, I do like a forecast of the month with specifics on planetary connections and like kind of what those mean. I have a little calendar. So if you're interested in, in knowing what's coming ahead, you can also check check it out there. Um, I think here we like to open it up to more just I think it's nice to have a general conversation without getting into the details. Yes. You know. Yeah. And, just-
1: and they are very personal. And obviously we'll speak from our experience with our own, you know, Astro and Tarot stuffs. Um, and we'll speak to the sort of global energies as well. But obviously everybody will have their own, will fit within you'll be feeling them, <laughs> but you'll be feeling them, yeah, to different like extents and different intensities and depending on what your what your stuff is, you know.
0: And I think for the both of us, our day to days immersed in in the energies, right? Like we are have awareness of of what's going on out there, um, or we try to tap in and connect, right? Like I think for you as well with the tarot. Like for me, if I'm feeling sort of off, I take comfort in going to the stars and going, "What's yes. going on?" Yeah. And what's going? What, what the? Fuck? <laughs> And what's really wild is I will repeat this over and over again, but I don't, the planets are not doing anything to us, but there is wisdom in what they're mirroring to us specifically. And so when we go there, it's almost like tarot. It's like, it's a tool that yeah. you use to connect with higher consciousness and you go, Oh, thank you. And for me, it's the language of planets and for Jenny, you know, and for you, it's the cards. And, um, and I know you really go like your connection to those cards is next level like I just it's amazing um <laughs> I <laughs> you share with me it's wild I man so we we both use them in a daily day-to-day way
1: and all that to say as well that we do do this on a daily basis because it's partly our what our our purpose is and it's partly our work and it's partly our jobs and everything else and we still
0: find it really challenging <laughs> <laughs> I know it's uh yeah the so- answer- we all go through the things. <laughs> yeah, so we're
1: all and we're in it too. Is what we're trying to say. You know, we might have a bit more understanding of maybe the stuff. That it doesn't make it any less, uh, uncomfortable to do our own work in it. You know, so we're we're on the paths with you.
0: <laughs> on the path, trying to do the homecoming thing every day. Every day, always. <laughs> I guess we will reconnect with everybody. We'll be back here for um, Aries season. Um, That'll be wild. Um, And also just wishing everybody, you know, um, a very healing and uh, reviving Pisces season.
1: Mm -hmm. And we just hope as well, everyone can find their We've been a community or something in some way, shape or form. And, you know, compassionate community the next little bit too, because it sounds like we're going to maybe need it, an Aries season. <laughs>
0: it, it will be, it will be a roller coaster of sorts. Um, and as always, if, if folks, um, continue to, you know, call your reps and, mm-hmm. um, in whatever ways you can show up to call, uh, demand a ceasefire and, um, our collective voices, they really do matter. I feel like they've been, um, shifting things. Um, I think, I think, we're making a difference collectively um, in, in in the little baby steps way that we're all contributing. So, yeah.
1: Absolutely. I'm with you on that one for sure. And uh, we will put any important dates and reminders and sort of things to consider in the show notes. So if you want to have a look there um, for some of the things we've been speaking about, and of course, we would love it if you would follow us on whatever platform you're listening and watching um, and or interact in any way that you would like. So we know how you're, you know, feeling about some of the things that have come up and, uh, yeah, we will see you next, uh, season.
0: Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye.
1: Thank you for joining us on this month's episode of stars and cards. If you've enjoyed listening, please subscribe or follow, leave a comment, a review, or share with a friend to support us as we grow this community of Homeward
0: Healers. You can also find Jenny's work on her website at shinetimecoaching.com and on Instagram at shinetime underscore coaching and Shadi's work over at atashiha.com or on Instagram at shadi underscore atash.